Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. And welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian, sidekick. Greetings. greetings. You left out the greetings. I like, I like it when greetings you Greetings and welcome to the there Catholic you go. Cafe. There you go. Now we're all at home. Yeah. We're ready to go. Kick off a great show. Got the donuts. Got the coffee. We have everything. Here we go. And you know what? We are going to talk about a really cool thing. We're talking about the Blessed Mother again today. That is cool. I love cool talking idea. about Mary. Yes. But, you know, this time it's going to be a little different. I, I know that we've done shows before where we talk about specific things about Mary, what right. the church teaches about about Mary, about what we call the dogmas. Right. And there are four major dogmas of Mary. And we've talked about some of those before. Mm-hmm. And we'll do more shows about those. Okay. Where they come to us in Scripture and where they come to us in tradition. And just what makes reasonable sense right. about the Blessed Mother. And right. why those things would be true and why the church has always taught that they were true. Yeah. But today I want to kind of talk about what some people will call like sort of the fifth dogma. Okay. Uh, and that is the fact that that not only is Mary the mother of God, Mary the mother of Jesus, Mary's our mother. That's true. And, and, and let's put this in context. If there's anything that goes on, you know, when people are talking about people who are not Catholic, talking about the Catholics, mm-hmm. man, they love to bash us yeah. about our, our, our view about who Mary is. That's true. And what Mary means to our faith. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of Catholics are not so good at, you know, defending Mama Mary. Right. And so we need to kind of think about this is, is, and then answer this question mm-hmm. is, is Mary an option, right? Is Mary an option to our faith? And I know everyone immediately, like you just did right now, we're on radio, but Tom shook his head and said, no, she's, no, not, an option. she's not an option. I'm picturing that conversation with Jesus. Yeah, no, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you're, you're, you know, she's an option. Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, you know, your, your mother wasn't an option, right, Tom? I mean, right. you know, I've met her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've met Gloria. Great woman. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so is 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 Mary? Is our faith in Mary and our understanding about Mary is that an, is that optional? No. Right. But see, some people think it is because they if they don't understand it totally, they want to kind of put it to the side and say, well, that is not an essential part of my faith. Really, it's just about me and Jesus. Right. Right. And once we start stripping away those Catholic things, what happens? <laughs> we become non-Catholics. That's true. Right. And so, so some people ask, like, is she an option? And then others will go even further and say, you know, don't you think that Mary is actually a distraction? That she actually leads you away from faith in Jesus? That she becomes the object um, of the of the adoration of the worship? Right. And we talk about. The fact that we try to remind people all the time, and I know most Catholics know this, but we don't adore Mary. Correct. We don't worship Mary. Never. But we venerate her. Yes. We realize that she is she is exalted among women. She's exalted among uh, human creatures. Yeah. She is the ultimate creature. Yeah. And she's a, a wonderful example. But the problem is a lot of people don't realize just what it means to have Mary as our mother. Right. Right, and so what we ought to do is we ought to look and see what what truly is the proper role or mm-hmm. the proper place for Mary in in our world, in our church, 
and individually in our lives. Great idea. So we're going to go. We're going to go through that. But I guess to do that, mm-hmm. we should stop and say, you know, it was great that you had mentioned that it'd be a problem if you were talking to Jesus to say, hey, was your mother an option? It really would be. <laughs> yeah, because what that calls to mind is this idea that God chose to have a mother. And this was His plan, not ours. Right. Right. And we we read in. Uh, St. Paul's letter to the Galatians in the fourth chapter, in the fourth verse, he says, When the time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. So God had sent his son, born of a woman. Right. And you think, well, wait a second. If Jesus was going to be incarnate, right? if God was going to take on flesh, mm-hmm. well, to be that perfect sacrifice, to be able to be here to be sacrificed... He had to be born. Correct. Now, I suppose he could have, like, shown up across the room and you say, who's that guy over there? I don't know. Where did he come from? I don't know. And Just then it, poof. I, well, I think people might have thought more of, like, an alien or right. whatever, right? right? But for him to be true God and true man, he, he had, had to, to be experience born. everything that man experienced except for sin. Yep. That's what we teach. Yep. But he had to be born. So he needed a mother. God chose to have a mother. Right. We see the references to uh, Mary being God's mother from... Uh, her cousin Elizabeth. I mean, so we we understand that God said, "Hey, I need a mom." Right. For this to to, to take place, Jesus has got to be born of a woman. And it was this specific woman. That's it, right. It was intentional. That's right. She was well. We teach that she was prepared for this. Right. It wasn't random. And that she had to give her fiat, give her yes. Right. Uh, to be the handmaid that to to follow and to do. Uh, uh, to do his will, right. right? But she had to agree to it, right. and we're thankful, by the way, that, that, that she did that. So I know it chokes you up, Tom. Sorry, uh, that's okay. That's all right. You know, what? if you had a donut, do you have a that, tissue. <laughs> are you going to start crying? Yes. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, but then the other important thing to, to to realize is there's a really important point in Scripture, and a lot of people don't, you know, always focus on this, but it, this is pretty cool. You know, what does Jesus do when he's on the cross? There's a lot of things I think I would do if I was suffering like that. Oh, my gosh. What does he do? Like, he's he's forgiven the people that did this to him. He's uh, telling this uh, sinner at his right hand that he's going to join him today in paradise. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's actually, he's saving as as he's dying yeah, right. in, the, in the process. And he hadn't even died yet. Right. And another thing he does that's so beautiful is when he looks down and he sees his mother and he sees John, his he apostle. That's right. And yep. he says, woman, behold your son. Yep. And son, behold your mother. And he, in that act, mm-hmm. what we as Catholics see that as Jesus is giving us. Because obviously Mary is not John's biological mother. Right. And yet he gives his mother to John. And in this way, we all see that Jesus is giving his mother to all of us. Right. And, and that's like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Now now Jesus, who is God, wants us to have his his mother. Right. Right? And, and what do we do with that? I mean, why would he give his mother to John? Well, you know, to, to guide as a mother does. Exactly. Right? To, 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 be, as a, to, to be a guide, to, to serve as an example of saintliness or holiness. Right. Right. To intercede on our behalf. Right. Think about that for a second. No, no son is going to refuse his mother. That's true. Uh, you know, request from, from when mama's saying, hey, son, you need to listen to, to right. this. Right. right? Yeah. 
So Jesus gives his mother to us so that she'll intercede on our, on our behalf. Right. Which is a, a very nice, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. That is. Right there, right? Yep. And then to love us is only a mother can do. You know, how many times have we seen... Uh, Unconditional. Well, think about this for a second. You know, I know we tell this joke about we'll go and visit somebody's newborn baby. And we'll go, oh, isn't he cute? <laughs> You know, and you got that kind of thing going on, and, and you leave the hospital or wherever you're visiting, you're going, that was the ugliest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you know what? We're that ugly baby, aren't we? We are. And and Mary loves really us as only, only in the way that a mother can love us. Exactly. And all of our sinfulness, she loves us. You're, you're right. And it's good that we have someone there as the, uh, the ugly babies that we are. Right. We need that. Absolutely. And, and Jesus was, was giving us that. And, and and then of course at the end of all this we see that we need a mother. You're right. Right. We need one biologically because mm-hmm. you can't come into the world unless you got a biological mother. Jesus had a biological mother. Right. Right. So we need one biologically, but we also need a mother spiritually. And that's that that part we overlook a lot of times. When we think, well, Mary just fulfilled a role. And I think a lot of people that want to dis- distance themselves from any kind of relationship with Mary, maybe a Protestant or one of our separated brothers and sisters, they might look at Mary and say, well, you know what? She served a function. Exactly. She was functional. Right. We trot her out at the Christmas play. And they just reduce her. Basically to a biological gift. Yeah, that's... I'm sure she was a nice little Jewish girl that just did what she said she was going to do. And yeah. She just she served a function, and that's and that's pretty much all that we would we'd want to do. It's like, thank you, Mary. We appreciate that. Yeah. Send her a nice card every once in a while. Yeah. But that's really the, the extent of their relationship with Mary. And sometimes Catholics fall into that trap. Yeah. But we have to re- realize that, you know, she she gave us... She gave us biological life, gave Jesus biological life, like our mother does, mm-hmm. or did. But Mary also gives us spiritual life. She does. You know, that sort of Trinitarian life. We look at, you know, the, the God loves the, the Son, Father, the Father loves the Son with such intensity mm-hmm. that it spirates the Holy Spirit, that, it, that the, the creation of life, the very the life clum, comes from that love. Right. Right? The Holy Spirit spirates forth and creates. Right. Right, and then God was born into this holy family, mm-hmm. and so we see that Jesus was born to a to a, a, a mother, and God intended there to be a father. That even though the Joseph was not the biological father, he, he still wanted Joseph to be there, right? To be this family, and out of that love, out of that family comes life, mm-hmm. and so we come out of our mothers, biologically and spiritually come life and so we see the trinity uh, uh in, in all this and the important part of this um uh, because that life life flows from the family yeah right which in in the in our family mirrors the the holy family and the holy family mirrors the trinity and so we see just that very essence of god's life so it's important that we have a mother absolutely we know that we need a mother so with all of that mm-hmm we have to stop and think, well, wait a second. What have we done here? As Catholics, do we, do we truly recognize the true value of Mary in our lives? Is Mary indeed our mother? If this were going to be a fifth doctrine, a fifth dogma, mm-hmm. you know, that Mary is our mother, the mother of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to examine that. Where, where, you know, why isn't she if she's not? And that's something we're going to talk about when we get right back after a short break. And, and uh, I'd love to tell people, by the way, about our wonderful website, uh, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Uh, and then also, uh, I'd like you to hear from you. Send me an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so with that, Mama Mary says, be right back. <laughs> 
I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. There are several religious groups who deny the traditional teaching of the Most Holy Trinity. One of the most common claims against this most cherished and essential Christian doctrine is that until the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, the Church didn't teach of the Triune God existing as one nature but three distinct persons. However, the Catholic Church has always, from the very days of its foundation, faithfully professed the doctrine of the Trinity. Not only are there many quotes in sacred scripture which attest to this, but many, many writings of the early church fathers which accurately reflect the church's constant teaching on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Here are just a few. St. Polycarp, Bishop of Smyrna and a disciple of the Apostle John said, O Lord God Almighty, I bless you and glorify you through the eternal and heavenly high priest Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, through whom be glory to you, with him and the Holy Spirit, both now and forever. In 110 AD, St. Ignatius of Antioch, bishop and early martyr of the faith, wrote in one of his several existing letters to those in his care, In Christ Jesus our Lord, by whom and with whom be glory and power to the Father with the Holy Spirit forever. St. Justin Martyr told us, For in the name of God, the Father and Lord of the universe, and of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit, they then receive the washing with water. This was written around 150 A.D. And around 180 A.D., St. Irenaeus, a bishop, produced the monumental work Against Heresies. He said, The Church, though dispersed throughout the whole world, even to the ends of the earth, has received from the apostles and their disciples this faith. One God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and the sea, and all things that are in them, and in one Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who became incarnate for our salvation, and in the Holy Spirit, who proclaimed through the prophets the dispensations of God. If, as some would have you believe, the Trinity was not a part of the Christian faith before the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D., then these quotes and the many others just like them would not exist. The truth is simple. The one church of the one faith taught in one mind of the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm Vestra Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm still Deacon Jeff, and I'm still talking to Tom Doring. All right, thank you. And uh, happy to do that, by the way. Wow, thank you. And we're still talking about Mama Mary. Good stuff. Mary, our mother. So we we see this idea that we need a mother. Right. And that's important. And and hopefully everybody out there listening going, you know what? I love my mama. Yeah. Right? And I need my spiritual mama. Yeah. Right? And so I think uh, once we got that, but I will say that even some Catholics... Mm -hmm. And non-Catholics alike, but we'll start to see there's some bad theories out there we do, we do need to talk about. Okay. One is this idea that to be Marian mm-hmm. is, is kind of a sissy thing, or it's like a, it's only for old ladies who pray their rosaries in the right, church. Right, right. 
right? And we all have that image. We have that picture of the grandmother <laughs> who, in fact, I, I, hopefully most of us are thankful. I'm thankful for grandmother that would have prayed a rosary heck for yeah. me because <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. sometimes I needed a grandmother to pray for me. But the, but the point is a lot of, a lot of guys especially will look at this and go, well, I, you know, the whole Mary thing, that's all great for an old lady. I'm yeah. not an old lady. Right. I'm a young, hip dude, and I don't really do the marrying thing. Yeah. Because uh, guys don't really want to pull out those rosaries and start praying those rosaries and let other people see them praying a rosary. I don't right. know what it is, but when they're by themselves, it's a challenge. Yeah. But even all Catholics sometimes will start thinking, well, Marian devotion is kind of an older generation. It's an older thing. And when yeah. I get to be older... You know, and, and that's when I'll pick it up. That's when I'll start doing that. It's right. like, what do you? What does an old person do? They can all they can do is pretty much pray to Mary. Right. That's 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 all that's left. Right. And and I know we, uh, I know that's not true. I know it's true, especially it's not true because as I get older, <laughs> I, I do not want to think that way. Uh, but but that's that's something we have to get past. Yeah, Mary's for everybody. You're right. I mean, a mother, you know, gives birth to a a baby. Exactly. Right? And and so. People of all ages need a mother. And then stays a mother forever. That's exactly right. That's right. Now, another bad theory about Mary is that Mary leads Catholics away from Jesus as a distraction. That's not true. It's not. In fact, you know, the opposite is true. And that's one of the things I love to tell people and remind people about that beautiful Magnificat. Right. Right. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I, I pray this every day in my office in the morning. And, you know, it's a beautiful prayer. But I really love... It's called the Magnificat because it comes the, the the Latin word uh, that translation. I love the translation of that of that prayer, mm-hmm. Mary's words, where it says, "My soul magnifies the Lord." Right. Mary magnifies the Lord. Mary is like a magnifying glass, and she leads us to Jesus. Right. So instead of being a distraction from Jesus, right. she's helping us to see Jesus more clearly. Right. Exactly. It's like your mother, you know, in church. Did you ever get that little? Uh, slap on the back of the head with that pay attention, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure you got it a lot because I did. I did. Right. I, be, I think you got it more than me, though. Maybe because my head's yeah. a little more caved in on the yeah. back. Yes. But, you're right, but it's like you get that little, you know, pay attention. Right. Mary does it more lovingly, right, than the slap on the back of the head. Exactly. But she says, pay attention to my son. Right. You know, and that's a... That's, a, so that's, that's what the rosary does. So so Mary is not a distraction for no. him. And, and then I will say that that... Uh, there's this other thing, this idea that Mary's just like this simple Jewish girl that had nothing to do with anything other than that she happened to be the one whose number was up when it was time for God to come into the world. Right. That gets, that gets back to the intentional choosing. Right. And people will start to think, well, you know, all that stuff that Catholics say, all that stuff, quote unquote, uh, all those dogmas, that's all this human tradition we kind of piled on to Mary and Mayer, gave her some big great title that she really didn't deserve. Right. And we got to get past that because that's yeah. not the case. Because as you pointed out earlier in the show, she was selected. Oh, yeah. She was prepared. Yep. Right? She was a gift to us. Yep. And then her free will, yes, was the gift to the rest of the world. And that, right. and that told. And then, and then Jesus' gift of her to us. I mean, all this gifting that's going on. Right. This is beautiful. Yeah. But it wasn't like happenstance and circumstantial. And, oh, by the way, I, I, anybody, I, I'll t- uh, you, all right, you, I'm coming into the world through you. Right. Right. It might as well have been an alien invasion yes. that Jesus sort of like the mothership dropped Jesus yeah. on the planet. I'm here now, you know, yeah. as a as a 33 year old man, right, ready to die for us. I, I just, it's so beautiful that that story and right. how it lays out and 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 what it means to us and how it ties into 
our own biological and spiritual needs. Yeah, that is beautiful. It's quite beautiful. So we got to get those bad things past us. And then we have to say, well, so what are we going to do going forward? What do we as Catholics need to get out of this relationship with Mary? Yeah. And, and, and this is where the rubber hits the road. So what do we do? We find ourselves here today and going, you know what? Deacon Jeff and Tom are kind of right. You know, I got to yeah. kind of get right with Mary. Mary, I'm sorry. You yeah. know, and let me just try to change my life. What does that look like? Yeah. And, and one of the, the first things I would say is like, you know what? She's your mother. Ask her for help. Yeah. Hey, mom, where's my coat? Mom, where are my shoes? Mom, I had my homework. It was on the table. Right. You know, and even as we get older, mom, I'm having a problem. And you know, she will and help. My wife and I are kind of going through some a rough patch here. And yeah. I mean, mom, what do women think about this? Or what, how does that work? Help me. You know, we need to ask her for help. And she will help. Amen. She's there. She's our mother. Yep. She is not gonna. She's That's not what moms gonna. Do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. She loves us, and so she's gonna be. If we, but we need to recognize her as a mother and to ask her to, for that help. Right. And then also, there's that wonderful thing again. We we'll go back to our childhood mm-hmm. when we got a we got a boo boo. <laughs> you know, you're a football coach. Kids get boo boos all the time, they get right? Boo boos, yeah. Right. And but there's that coaches one, are a little bit different than moms. I though. understand. Just a little. And and there's a good reason for that. <laughs> Right, but the but the point is, we all harken back to what we did as a, as 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 a kid when we got hurt, and we'd run to our mother, and we'd yeah. run in, just leap into her lap, into her arms, yeah. and she would console us, and she would nurture us, and she would she would you know she would nurture us back to health, but you know she kissed it and made it all better. That's true, and and it's like that we we lose that sense and that realization of how important it is right. that we let our mother console us, to heal us, to help us. In the process of, you know what, we're sinners. Remember, yeah. we're, the, we're the ugly babies. Yeah. But she loves us anyway. Yeah. And not only that, but she wants the best for us. She's our mother. Yes. And so we, that, that's an important thing. And then there's this other concept, mm-hmm. how we react and when people talk about Mary. You know, I don't know about you, Tom, but when – I'll ask you this. When you were on the playground. Oh, yeah. What was the worst thing you could say to another kid? What was the worst thing if you ever wanted to say something to make him feel this tall? What would I'm you do? Talk to him? about their mother. You talk about their mother. We yeah. did, guys did that all the time. Their mama jokes out there. I don't know if I, exactly <laughs> right, and I, I don't know if girls do that. But guys, we were notorious for beating another guy down by talking about their mother. Yeah, you don't do that. Oh no! In fact, I know we used to say this: "Don't talk about my mom." Yeah, don't do that. Well, you know what? When people are talking bad about Mary, she's our mother. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying you should get into a fight in the playground. Right. But what I am saying is we need to learn how to defend her. Yeah. We need to stand up for Mary. Yes. We need to understand the teachings of the church. We need to understand what God intended for Mary in our lives as part of our lives, as part of our faith. And when we do that, then we are then capable when someone makes either an attack or a, a sideways comment or they don't appreciate just the value of Mary, we can help them. And, and essentially, we're defending her. Exactly. So we need to stick up for mama. We do. You're right. Don't let people talk nasty stuff about your mama. You're exactly right. right. And 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 there's a there's it's healthy that way. I'm not saying pick a fight. Right. Because mama wouldn't like that. Mama doesn't like when we fight. She wouldn't like a fight. Yeah. No. No. That wouldn't be good. Now, dad, it's a different story. But <laughs> but you know, mama doesn't like that. No. Now, another great thing that we can do as Catholics, mm-hmm. recognizing that Mary's our mother, is you know what? What do we do on Mother's Day? Oh, you bring her card, flowers, oh, yeah. candy, we flowers. you pour it on. That's right. We tell her we love her. Right. It's like, it's not that she needs that. Right. It's just that it's that, that relationship of love. She gives us love. We return it. Right. And remember, that relationship, like the father loving the son, spirating life, spirating the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? That the person of the Holy Spirit is spirates out of that love of the father and the son. 
when we have that love between our, our the mother, she loves us, we love her back. Life is created out of that love. Right. So we need to give her love. And how do we give her flowers? What is the best way we can give her flowers? Pray to her. Pray, pray the rosary. Oh, man, the rosary. In fact, it's, it's, it's sometimes called that. Right. Right, this this beautiful uh, a spiritual bouquet. Right, we're offering a spiritual bouquet for Mary. Right, right. We praise Mary, you know, and of course we know that the rosary is actually focused on Jesus. That's the exactly mysteries. what I was going to say. Yeah, you're right, and so we, we and we have a great show on the rosary with Father Jim Blunt that that you can go and search it on our website right. and find it. Right, but it's like you know we're giving her the spiritual bouquet to say we love you. Right, and we thank you especially for giving us your son. Yep. and we thank you especially for just being there for us. Yeah, man, let's pray the rosary. And a lot of a lot of Catholics have have forgotten that. Oh yeah. Then this another thing I would talk about is is this idea of of making her proud, and I don't mean it. In a, in, a, in that sinful kind of pride, right? Like the one of the seven deadly sins. But I'm talking about that kind of thing that makes her smile. Yeah. You know, isn't it great? Like when you're as a father, when your kid does something, you want to you kind of bow up a little bit, get your yeah. chest out there, and say, "That's my boy." There you go. You know, you want Mary to smile because you did something good, because you did something that she would say is, "This is what we're called to be." Right. She's that living example, right? She's that beautiful example of what a human being can be. Right. And so when we do that, I know it makes her smile. Oh, Make yeah. your mama smile. Live and do the things that call, God calls us to do. And, and that's exactly what makes her smile. Yep. And we as children of God, but children of Mary, need to try to make her smile with the things that, the things that we do. You're right. And then the last thing I would offer is to say that we need to listen to her. You're right. I mean, think about it. What is she doing? She's leading us to Jesus. She is. She's leading us to her son. And we're not going to get there if we don't listen to what she's saying, if we listen to what she's calling us to be. Yeah. Because, you know, we can get in these bad places in our life. We can do all these terrible things, and we can be sinners, and we all are. We It's so easy to get entrenched in that. Yeah. And she's actually calling to us, calling us to a higher calling. Yep. But she's leading us to Jesus. But yeah. we got to listen to it. we got to hear that call. Yeah. So if we do those things as Catholics, man, it's going to turn the world around. It is. You're right. You know, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, consecrated the world to Mary. He did. You're right. He wouldn't do that if it weren't because he recognizes the importance of the world having a mother. And so great a mother. Yeah. Right? And so we look at that and realize, well, wait a second. Where is Mary in my life? Yeah. Is she where she needs to be? Do I treat her as the mama? That she should be treated as. Do am I am I am I praying? Am I talking? Am I having that conversation with Mary? You know, and we we may know that she's there because mm-hmm. we go to the Catholic feast days. She's got all these feast days at Mass, but are we praying to her? Right. Are we loving her? Right. Is she our mama? Right. Let's pray. Okay. And the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee.
Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table. <laughs>